seven minutes or so we'll look back at a week that saw sue gray's new job spark conspiracy theories suella and rishi wade into trouble with their stop the boats bill more matt hancock whatsapps and chris rock gets his long delayed revenge on will smith grab a slice of toast and a cup of something hot and get up to speed on everything you need to know from the week in seven minutes or so this is the standout seven from the smart seven don't forget to hit the follow button to get your daily updates at 7 a.m Tuesday saw Home Secretary Suella Braveman and PM Rishi Sunak go all out to sell their new plan to crack down on cross-channel migration. Rishi was out and about in Dover and then back at Downing Street speaking in front of a podium with Stop the Boats on the front as he looks to fulfil one of his five promises. Then Home Secretary Suella Deville, sorry, Braverman, spoke in Parliament and outlined a plan that will see imprisonment, deportation and lifetime bans from the UK for small boat arrivals if it's made law. Anyone entering this country illegally will be detained and swiftly removed. No half measures. Labour's shadow Home Secretary Yvette Cooper's not convinced. She says the bill isn't a solution to the broken asylum system and blames the Tories for breaking the system in the first place. And there is no point in ministers trying to blame anyone else for it. They have been in power for 13 years. The asylum system is broken and they broke it. Wednesday morning saw the Home Secretary facing the media in an attempt to win over the public. Susanna Reid from Good Morning Britain was one of the first to lay in to the Home Secretary. Here she is quizzing Suella on her claim that 100 million displaced people are already attempting to come into the UK and that billions more would like to come if they could. On what planet is that likely? And how is that not inflammatory language? There are potentially 100 million people around the world who are currently displaced. Many of them are heading to the United Kingdom. Suella was quick to defend the new bill when Sky's Kay Burley suggested it could break international asylum laws. As a barrister, you're condoning breaking the law according to Amnesty International. We're not breaking the law and, in fact, we've made it very clear that we believe we're in compliance with all of our international obligations. Later at PMQs, Rishi Sunak was grilled on the logistics of detaining new arrivals and asked whether those who are sex trafficked to the UK could be denied asylum under the new bill. It's had a pretty poor reception everywhere, with the UN and a number of other human rights organisations condemning it and questioning the legality of the ban on asylum claims. Vicky Tennant's the UK representative of the UN Refugee Agency and says she's very worried. This is effectively closing off access to asylum in the UK for people arriving irregularly. We believe it's a clear breach of the the Refugee Convention and even people with very compelling claims will simply not have the opportunity to put these forward. The Stop the Boats bill claimed its first deportation on Friday as BBC Match of the Day presenter Gary Lineker announced he'd be stepping away from the show until there was greater clarity on rules around social media for BBC presenters. It came after he tweeted comments that the language being used by the government around migration was similar to that used in 1930s Germany. That kicked off a huge media storm and Home Secretary Suella Braveman made her feelings clear on a BBC podcast. To hear that kind of characterisation is offensive because my husband is Jewish, my children are therefore directly descendant from people who were murdered in gas chambers during the Holocaust. Friday also saw Rishi off on a day trip to France to announce a new deal with President Macron aimed at stopping the smugglers before they get to the Channel. He was on his absolute best behaviour too. I feel very fortunate to be serving alongside you and incredibly excited about the future that we can build together. 
Merci, mon ami. The pretty please included a £500 million three-year deal, which sees the UK paying France to beef up security, hire extra gendarmerie and build a detention centre. It's about double what the UK currently pays per year. But Rishi was sounding enthusiastic about the potential impact of the new plan. What you've seen today is an unprecedented level of cooperation on tackling this shared challenge, because that's what it is. It's a shared challenge. It's not just the UK that's grappling with illegal migration. It's not just France. Countries across Europe. Not surprisingly, French President Macron sounded pretty pleased about it too. First, I think we focus on what we have to do on the short run to prevent precisely these migrations and to try to dismantle all these uh, these groups, these networks, and these smugglers. And and I think the level of ambition of this new plan is exactly what we need. This week saw more of Matt Hancock's WhatsApps leak out into the world. The latest reveal he told aides he wanted to frighten the pants off everyone to ensure they stuck to COVID rules. The messages that he handed over to journalist and ghostwriter Isabel Oakshot show he discussed ways to manage news of the Kent variant during lockdown. Another round of messages published by The Telegraph show he rejected advice to change isolation requirements from 14 days to five because it would imply the government had been getting it wrong. Cabinet Secretary Simon Case also suggested the fear factor would be vital in stopping the spread of the virus. Hancock says the leaked exchanges give a distorted picture, but Labour leader Sakir Starmer says they revealed the chaotic way in which the government's being run. The self-engrandisement of Matt Hancock, it's all about him. And, you know, some of the decisions that were taken appear to be taken on the basis of sort of quite minor political issues rather than the major issues of the day. And just when we thought we'd heard it all, more leaks on Tuesday revealed the former health secretary supported threatening to block a disability centre in a Tory MP's constituency in a bid to get him to vote for lockdown. The messages show Mr Hancock agreed to put pressure on Tory MP James Daly if he didn't vote with the government. It's not gone down well on either side, with Tory MP Jake Berry calling Matt Hancock's behaviour despicable. Once you get to the point that you are weaponising the provision of care to disabled children... I think you have crossed the line. And the Daily Telegraph's associate editor, who's partially responsible for publishing these, said the messages show just how much of the lockdown strategy was for political gain. It's quite mucky, isn't it? And it shows how, at the heart of it, the much of the lockdown approach was political as much as following the science. Russian missiles once again struck Ukraine and capital city Kyiv in the early hours of Thursday morning. The attacks came after UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres met with the Ukrainian President Zelensky in Kyiv on Wednesday to discuss the Black Sea grain deal. It's an agreement between Ukraine and Russia which allows grain to be exported from blockaded Ukrainian ports. But the deal's set to expire later this month and there's concern that Russia won't agree to an extension. But Zelensky seems confident Guterres will be able to negotiate a new deal. I am grateful to Antonio Guterres for his clear condemnation of Russian aggression, which is a gross violation of the UN Charter. I also expressed today the hope that the personal leadership of Mr. General Secretary will help implement a resolution. Meanwhile, a security source has told Sky News that Iran has secretly been providing Russia with bullets, rockets and shells to aid their war on Ukraine. Ukraine's ambassador to the UK, Vadim Prisaiko, says the claims tell us a lot about the current state of things in Russia. First of all, the war is becoming global, so more and more players are getting in the 
picking up their sites. And second, that Russia is actually running off everything, including the ammunition. Thursday's attack also knocked Ukraine's massive Zaporizhia nuclear plant off the power grid again. Officials in Kyiv claim the Kremlin's forces fired 81 missiles and released eight drones, hitting cities including the capital, Odessa and Kharkiv. Rafael Grossi from the International Atomic Energy Agency is not impressed. This is the sixth time that the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant has lost all off-site power. This is the largest nuclear power station in Europe. How can we sit here and allow this to happen? Still to come on the standout seven, Ireland celebrates International Women's Day and Chris Rock finally gets his revenge right after this. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back. The Metropolitan Police has been criticised for failing to prevent Sarah Everard's murder, as a killer was given more jail time, this time for flashing women. Wayne Cousins, a former officer, was sentenced to 19 months for three indecent exposure offences on top of his whole life term. The incidents took place before the murder and while he was on duty. The Met says he's brought shame on the force. Mrs Justice May said victims' personal statements read out at the Old Bailey described his selfish, sexually aggressive acts. The fact that no police came to find him or his black car to question him about these incidents can only have served to confirm and strengthen in the defendant's mind a dangerous belief in his invincibility. It was International Women's Day on Wednesday and Ireland celebrated in style by announcing a vote to finally remove sexist references from the country's 86-year-old constitution. The proposed changes will apply to Article 41.2, which makes reference to a woman's place being in the home. Funnily enough, it's been the subject of debate for several years now and Taoiseach Leo Varadkar has long called for its removal. A referendum on the matter is set to be held later this year. Here's Leo explaining how it'll all go down. In November, we will have a referendum or indeed perhaps uh, a number of referendum uh, to modernise our constitution, to enshrine uh, in it equal rights between men and women, uh, to recognise care in our constitution, uh, and also to uh, modernise the definition of family so that uh, it isn't just families based on marriage. It's coming up on the first anniversary of the Will Smith slap, or as you might know it, the Oscars. Chris Rock's been pretty low profile since his cheek met Will's palm of fury, but this weekend, that all changed. The slappy had a chance to slap back as he performed on Netflix's first ever live show. Yeah, kind of like what we used to call television. Anyway, Chris made sure that the world was clear on his opinion on Will. Everybody in the world called him a I tried to call him a and give him my condolences. He ain't pick up for me. Everybody called that man a bitch. And who's he hit? Me. This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced, and published by Daft Dog.